Police are new. This is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 14th of April, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Let's start this edition with some news about the 2023 elections. On Monday the 11th, Vice President Orsimbajo said he wants to run for president in the upcoming elections. He promised to provide an environment that will help business thrive universal health coverage for all citizens, and jobs and employment opportunities for young citizens. However, he wasn't the only one who joined the presidential race. On Saturday the 9th, Minister of Transportation Amechi said he wanted to be Nigeria's next president. Arsimbajo and Amechi are members of the ruling all-progressive Congress political party, and so far seven members of the party have declared their interest in joining the party's presidential ticket. The caucus to decide who will be the presidential ticket will be held in May. All political parties must have a presidential candidate by the 3rd of June, according to the Electoral Act. Even though President Buhari is still in office, he did write a letter titled Submission of the Revised 2022 Fiscal Framework to the House of Representatives on Thursday the 7th. The letter requested lawmakers to adjust the 2022 budget to increase fuel subsidy payments from 440 billion naira, which is about 106 billion dollars, to about 4 trillion naira, which is approximately 10 billion dollars. According to the president, the increase is necessary because of the rise in crude oil prices due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Nigeria imports almost all of the fuel it consumes, but the government subsidizes the price to reduce the amount citizens have to pay. All right, enough news about the legislative arm of the government. Let's move on to see what the judges are up to. On Thursday the 7th, the chief judge at the federal high court in Abujar ruled that media coverage of trials of terrorism cases will no longer be allowed. From now on, these kinds of trials will be held off camera. The judge went on to say that anyone who violates the ruling will be deemed an offender of the 2011 Terrorism Prevention Act. He said that the new ruling aims to ensure the security and safety of all parties and members of the public and to guarantee that the people involved receive a fair trial. The statement was released a day before the trial of Inamdi Kanu. He was the leader of the separatist group Indigenous People of Biafra and was charged with treason and terrorism. The trial was held off camera and saw the judge strike out eight of the 15 count charges filed against him by the federal government. He will stand trial on the remaining seven charges. Now for some news from Anambra State, south of Abujar. The state governor, Saludo, inaugurated 20 commissioners on Saturday the 9th. The governor urged the new commissioners to abide by their oath of their office and perform duties they have been appointed to do effectively. Saludo started his tenure last month, and this is his first cabinet. Citizens of the state are excited to see how the commissioners will perform. On Friday the 8th, citizens were plunged into darkness as the country's national electricity grid totally collapsed for the second time in a month. The Ministry of Power released a statement on Saturday the 9th that said the collapse was due to a vandalism on a transmission tower. Power outages are common in Nigeria, but a total collapse of the grid is not. Thankfully, the grid was restored on Saturday the 9th. Now for some news on education. The academic staff union strike, which has been in full force for two months now, took a new twist on Monday the 11th. 
The Minister of State for Education accused the union of selfishness for disrupting the academic calendar for their personal gain. He went on to say that the staff will eventually get their allowances, but the time students lost due to the strike will never be gotten back. The union replied to the minister on the same day and said universities will not be reopened until its demands are met. The union called for greater funding for universities, an improvement in the university's buildings infrastructure, and the payment of staff allowances. And now let's move on to some health news. On Monday the 11th, the primary health care agency received 3 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which Italy has donated. The executive director of the agency called on eligible citizens to get vaccinated immediately. Up to Monday the 11th, only 12% of the population had been fully vaccinated. On Saturday the 9th, the Agency for Food and Drug Administration and Control reminded citizens of the recall of Kroger's buttermilk, pancake, and waffle mix. The product, which was distributed in the U.S., was recalled due to contamination during the manufacturing process. The agency called on importers, distributors, retailers, and consumers to exercise caution in the use of the product. The public should report any adverse effect to the agency using the link in our show notes. Would you like to know which are the best places to work in Nigeria? Well, LinkedIn released a list titled the 25 Best Workplaces to Grow Your Career in Nigeria on Tuesday the 12th. The first four companies on the list were the banks Access, Guarantee Trust, Stanbic, and Zenith. while the fifth position was occupied by brewing company Anheuser-Busch InBev. LinkedIn said that they took into account seven factors to compose the list. The ability to advance, skill growth, company stability, external opportunity, company affinity, gender diversity, and spread of educational backgrounds. To view the full list, you can check out the link in our show notes. And speaking of companies that made it to the LinkedIn list, on Monday the 11th, mobile telephone network best known as MTN said that it got a final approval from the central bank to start the operation of its mobile money payment service bank in the country. This means the company can now offer financial services to customers and they will be able to accept deposits and transfers using just their mobile phone numbers. However, unlike traditional banks, the company won't be able to give out loans. On that note about telecommunications companies, Airtel opened a data center in the country on Tuesday the 12th. The company said the center will enable business in the country to benefit from uninterrupted power and hyper-secure storage for their servers and data transmission equipment. Speaking of data centers, on Friday the 8th, data center company Maine One, which was acquired by American digital infrastructure company Equinix, opened a second data center in the country in Lagos. At the launch of the event, which was attended by the Lagos state governor, the company said the new center will increase digital infrastructure in the state and customers will enjoy access to a rich ecosystem of telecom operators, global networks, financial service companies, and content providers in Nigeria and across West Africa. The governor welcomed Equinix and said that the state will strive to create an enabling environment for business to thrive by creating policies that support investment. On Tuesday the 12th, the federal government declared Friday the 15th and Monday the 18th public holidays to mark the Christian celebration of Good Friday and Easter Monday, respectively. And finally, on to some sports news. 
Citizens were pleased with the performance of Villarreal football player Samuel Chikuaze against Bayern Munich on Tuesday the 12th. He scored the goal that saw his team advance to the semifinals of the Champions League. The hashtag hashtag Chikuaze and hashtag Bayern trended on Twitter during and after the football match. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us, and also happy Easter. You can always support us by subscribing to our show, and this way you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at nigeria at rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K.com. Or you could follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Nigeria. Say go bay! Thank you.